there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. Okay, good. All right, so we're just going <laughs> to... That's how simple it really can be, though, right? And I'm just going to try and get that across in what I share today and some of the testimonies I share, in that um, we tend to overcomplicate things and we tend to over... Um, think things and and put in our own strength on it and we tend to over um, with religion you know that kind of it makes it very hard to please God right but it's not hard so um, I kind of wanted to really just get us back into that um, expectation that we had this morning I mean John even commented oh wow like I've never had you guys all in the room that quickly it's because something has been brewing the last you know ever since the beginning of the year but not to deny like the work that we've been putting in and just kind of like that plowing that we've been doing but there has been an increase in his presence in the Holy Spirit in him ministering and as catching the flow and feeling the stream and running with it and so um, that's why you guys are expecting when you come here, right? It's not just, I know it's not just me, but it's like, I know God is going to do something. I'm excited. I want to see what he's going to release. Let's step into the prophetic and, and start um, ministering from that angle and what he is doing versus um, trying to teach ourselves out of what he's not doing, basically. Um, but base, So I kind of just... We'd been talking as a leadership team of, of how we really feel like things that we've been... Um, prophesied over over the last two, three years, we're starting to see and our spirit's resonating with the fact that this is that moment right now. Like you're looking at those words and thinking, I'm seeing the beginnings of it. It's this Kairos moment. And so I wanted to read um, some scriptures and and kind of talk about, again, what John has been ministering on the last um, couple of weeks and, and Angie too, in that year of discovery, just kind of looking back on that. Um, John has been speaking about Hannah and David and Goliath and um, Abraham and Sarah and Zechariah and I mean these are all great stories and I was reading in like the say about the same people just in a different way and so I just feel like it's a continuation. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, I just want to keep stirring up this faith that we've got right now. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm just going to start here. And it, this was really interesting because as I was preparing for this, I was like, well, well, how do I teach that? And he's like, you're not. This is, it's, like I say, it's, it's, um, it's new for me um, because I feel like I'm half prophesying this morning as well as, um, yeah. So, Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> That's just all I can say. Okay, so Zechariah 4. Okay, here it goes. And the angel who talked with me came again and awakened me like a man who was wakened out of his sleep. Awakened. And he said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see and behold a lampstand, all of gold, with its bowl of oil, for oil, on the top of it, and its seven lamps on it. And there are seven pipes to each of these seven lamps, which are upon the top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side of it, feeding it continuously with oil. 
So I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? And the angel who talked with me answered me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. And then he said to me, this addition to the bowl of the candlestick, causing it to yield a ceaseless supply of oil from the olive trees, is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, of whom the oil is a symbol, says the Lord of hosts. For who are you, O great mountain of human obstacles? Before Zerubbabel, who was with Joshua and had led the return of the exiles from Babylon and was taking an un, sorry was undertaking the rebuilding of the temple before him, you shall become a plain, a mere molehill, and he shall bring forth the finishing gable stone of the new temple with the loud shoutings of the people crying, Grace, grace to it. <clears throat> and I'm also going to read in 1 Samuel, and then I'm going to try and tie it all together. This was after Hannah um, had delivered Samuel to the priesthood. She, she had weaned him off and everything, and then she, um, she dropped him off and they worshipped. And Hannah prayed and said this, My heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. My horn, my strength is lifted up to the Lord. My mouth is no longer silent, for it is open wide over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. In the message translation, it says, I'm bursting with good news. I'm walking on air. I'm laughing at my rivals and I'm dancing in salvation. Her heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord because she had just delivered her son Samuel to the Lord. That promise she'd been holding on and nurtured and cared for, she, she handed it over. It was like a full surrender. Um, and then she gained that freedom. She was, um, the, the, what struck me actually was in where it says, my horn is lifted up to the Lord. That can also be translated to a flask, a flask of oil. Like this is the posture we're to have right now in that it's like I open that mouth, that flask of oil wide open right now. And, I, and then I, I get filled up and I get so filled up and filled up and filled up. And then I, I'm sh I shout over my enemies and I shout grace over them. Okay. So John was reading about how um, when Zechariah encountered and, he had, and the angel said, okay, you're going to birth a son. And that son was, and he was encouraging us that, you know, that thing you prayed for that you don't pray for anymore. To me, for me right now, like we have been praying for a move of God and, and, but then we've been, even though that prayer has always been there, it's not been the focus because we've been so distracted with kind of just the usual stuff like the move and, and all of this and just life happening and things kind of catch you by surprise and, and it kind of just, it's all a distraction. And I just want us to right now not be so quick to move on from what he's doing right now and from what he's begun because, um, those distractions are always going to be there. And it's not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. And it's, and it's kind of staying in that mode of, actually, what is He doing? Like, what, not what do I want to do? What, do, what am I expecting when I come into church? What am I expecting when I go to work on Monday morning? But how do I get to partner and be fully yielded right now? Because if there's ever a time that people need an encounter, right? Um, I can't help but think that everybody's kind of rock bottom is different. 
right? Rock bottom for, for me might be different to you. Um, rock bottom for uh, an awakening, like for a nation, it, it, may, it may be now or it may get worse. Like, but, but we have a choice, right? To be like, okay, well, I actually don't want it to get any worse. <laughs> and this is my rock bottom and I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. And we need to start coming out of our shell a little bit, right? So I'm going to talk about that as well. And Zachariah, it, that word, that name actually means God is remembered. So he's remembered that promise. He's remembered what we've been praying for. He's remembered everything. And Zerubbabel actually means seed of Babylon. So for me, I was thinking about, Lord, like you're asking us right now, you remember what we've been praying for, that breakthrough we've been praying for in our lives, whether it's a physical healing or a restoration of a family member or um, relationship or finance. I mean, it just applies. But what he's after is the seed of Babylon. Like where is... Where did it, where's the origin of the source? Because I guarantee you it's not necessarily something you see with your physical eyes, but it's something in your heart. Like, and, it's, and it's not to bring shame or, or anything like that because in Hebrews 12, it tells us that um, we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that we so easily fall into. It's not a problem. It's, it's something that just comes with the territory. And it's like, we just have to be okay with, actually, yeah, this is, okay, that's the route. Wow, okay. And the enemy has no new tactics. He's not up to new tricks. His trick is to divide and conquer. He wants to separate you from God. He wants to separate me and you. He, he's after, you know, if he can get the bloodline of Jesus, like, turning on themselves, like, that's kind of the deal, right? So it's not... Flesh and blood we are warring against is principalities and powers. So it's like if I have an, uh, an argument with somebody and, and he's a conversation, but, you know, flat out, I'm, you know, I have to remember that person didn't wake up that morning and think I'm going to go and get Helen today, you know, and it's just like we have to go higher. We have to think higher. We have to not so get carnal mind, you know, like in our eyes about, you know, the person and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, we, ha- we have to set the standard in maturity as a church to kind of be like, okay, this is, this is not how we behave. Like, we don't point fingers. We don't, you know, I had an encounter once. I was driving to get Lucas from school and I was behind a truck, pretty common around here, right? And the truck had lumber sticking out of the back of it, pretty common again around here. But all of a sudden there was like this shift in the spirit where I thought I was going to go in the back of this truck and the planks were going to go in my eye. And he was like, man, he's like, you know, we've so easily fallen into being critical, being judgmental without like, I mean, it's subtle. It's not like obvious it is subtle to where we're thinking well I would have done it better and like why did they do that and and it's like really you know my brain was like I've done that oh my goodness okay I'm out there like pointing out this you know the plank in you know the speck in somebody else's eye without realizing the plank in my own eye and and we can get so distracted by all the issues in everyone else's life but if we could just focus on ourselves and just focus on our heart and focus on what God wants to do in us, then it brings such a freedom. It brings such a, like, you can rest because you're not carrying that weight and carrying that burden of everybody else's, like, walk and everybody how everyone else is doing. So let me share a testimony, right? So um, Robbie and I are two firstborns. 
right? So our marriage is like iron sharpening iron. <laughs> but in a good way, because it's like, okay, um, wow, okay, so you don't do things the way I do them. <laughs> How does that make me feel? And, and so I don't, you know, load the dishwasher the way you would load the dishwasher. Or, you know, but we can get so down to the nitty gritty and it's like, okay, enough. Enough, because it's squashing who you are like my views squashing who you are and your views are squashing who I am. And, and it's just putting us in a tighter and tighter and tighter box where you feel like I don't know who I am anymore. Like, because I'm constantly being corrected or however. And it's not like out, I know the intention was not personal, but it was just, it was just, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, we can behavior modify all we want and we can, you know, like, okay, declare, I'm, you know, I'm going to be patient, I'm going to be kind, blah, blah, blah. But then sometimes it gets to a point where actually there's a spirit that needs to be taken care of and that thing needs to leave. And then we can start walking in the freedom and then realize, okay, now there's pathways that need to be changed in my mind because the easiest route my brain takes is to default to how it always was. But there's a freedom and there's an extended grace when that thing gets removed and cut out of the equation. So I had said to Robin, like, okay, we've got to deal with this, right? Okay, we're going to deal with this. Let's deal with it tonight. Okay, miscommunication. I'm coming downstairs after the kids in bed. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, we just talked about doing this. So then it's like, well, do you want it? I don't know. I'm not in the mood now. Like, you know. <laughs> Come on, right? I'm not in the mood. I don't feel it anymore. I don't feel it. I'm just not feeling holy right now. Like, to... But... I tell you what, we push through. I'm like, okay, I don't feel this. Why? Okay, I'm just going to do it. So I had this packet, and we went through these prayers, and we dealt with this, the critical spirit strongman and all of that stuff, and we cast him out, and then we were like, okay, now we're going to pray over this house. Let's get the oil, and we're going to pray over this house. And I saw an unlocking in Robbie that I hadn't seen before, and he started now seeing things and feeling the presence more than any ever had had before so that's what the that's what it does right it 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 blocks your soul and your spirit from from God it's not you're not separated from him but there's things that we need to like partner with and take care of to help unlock it's like the final step you know you can only do in your own might in your own power but it's by his spirit that you get to taste the freedom so we start praying over the house and, um, and we kind of, I'm like, man, this is really good. Yeah, okay. There's like this freedom I'm feeling and, and this is amazing. Like, I feel like we're finally, we've sort of hit the nail on the head with this one. And, and it's, I know it's just the beginning, like there's still more, but um, we got to kind of the bottom of our stairs and, uh, and we were praying over the door and we were like, Lord, we want people to encounter you when you come into our house. We want this, you know, like what we have at church, we want in our house. We want your presence here and, and stuff like that. And we were just taking kind of what he's already given us. And I said, oh, do you remember Slindile was when she was here? She, you know, she was like, open up a portal. And then like the shift you felt. And so I just did it willy-nilly. I mean, it's just like, boom. And the glory hit me and I went down and I started laughing uncontrollable joy. I'd never experienced that before. I've kind of been in situations where the joy's kind of like gone off and stuff and I'm like, and I'm kind of laughing with them because it just sounds funny, you know, but it's not like a true experience. But 
I was on my knees laughing hysterically, so much so Robbie's like, you're going to wake up the kids, stop, you know, because they were all in bed. He's more focused on like waking up the kids and I'm like, forget it, it's fine, this is amazing, you know, just get in this right now. But the Holy Spirit was like, it's that simple. Stop overcomplicating it, it's that simple. And ever since then, there's been these odd situations where he's catching me on guard and there's this childlikeness that comes when you remove that judgment when you stop criticizing other people and other businesses and churches and like i mean it multi-layered other countries like i mean if if nations could stop pointing the finger at like oh what's going on over there and just fix their own land like thing would be a little bit better right so i'm like wow so there's been this different encounters where he's like catching me off guard and, and I'm experiencing this whole playfulness of Holy Spirit. And that's what comes with the grace because it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about this. <laughs> it's like so freeing when he gets down to that original thought. Another example, I was driving and, um, and I was like, why am I withholding? Why am I so, you know, the fear of man. We talk about fear of man and, and kind of fear of rejection and things like that. And, and it it'll amaze you when you allow him to kind of really search your heart and these different encounters in your life where it's like, do you remember that? So there was a a time, I was 16 years old and I had a job um, where I was working actually at a yacht brokers. So it's like they sold boats and stuff. And um, the ladies whose job I was temporary in place for, she'd gone on like a three week vacation. So I was doing this job for three weeks. She comes back. And I'm, and I'm sort of handing things over. And then one evening she leaves and the other girl in the office says to me, she says, you know, um, you've really got to kind of stop do, like essentially being who you are because that person is threatened that you're going to take their job. And I was just bawling because I'm like, because I was a little bit more confident on the computer. I was, you know, there was like a 30-year gap between us. And so, I mean, I know some of you have probably felt that way too and felt that kind of like threatening like oh my gosh they're gonna like put me out of my position or you can feel intimidated by that but it's like I was just I was mortified that they would think that because I thought I was just trying to help you know like hey let's do this like this streamline this bit and hey did you know that you can do this and he Holy Spirit was like ever since then you've 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 kind of limited yourself because you you don't want to be coming across as a threat and he's like, you can't control how they're going to react. Like, I just need you to be free in me. And so it's like, wow, okay. I mean, I just, I share all that because it's so subtle. It, it doesn't have to be the big obvious thing. It's, it's that seed of Babylon, that, that place of captivity that just can, and can hold you. Revelation 18, where did it go in here? Um, Oh, yeah, Revelation 18.2 in the Passion describes Babylon as the demonic dwelling place, that root of captivity, as those original points of oppression, depression, heaviness, and passivity. And so I, I just, I really feel like he's wanting to 
you know, open, like, show us, shine his light on those areas because there is a grace right now. Um, you know, Hannah means grace. We've been talking about Hannah and being barren and stuff like that. There's a grace right now to, to go down to the roots and to deal with those things that Goliath once and for all. Because you've done, tried to do things in your strength. You've tried to, to do things in your power. You've, you've tried to kind of even we we do it by predicting God like hey you're gonna do it this way right you know like just in prepping this message I'm like I have a song that I want to play because I want it to stir again I just want to stay in that kind of anticipation and that expectation and I'm like Lord where does it go and he's like I'm not gonna tell you I'm like and I'm trying to like go through my notes and trying to knit it all together but it's like by doing that we're, we're essentially judging his way like we're trying to we're trying to be bigger and it's like, we've got to stop making ourselves out to be bigger than him. But know that we're still big, right? So I was thinking about um, David and Goliath. David didn't see himself as the scrawny little guy. He saw himself as, bigger, uh, than the, as big as the giant, if not bigger, because he knew who was with him. So it's like, if you get in his presence, you've got to see that you're bigger than everything that is like in you that is getting in your way, whatever your giant is this year and stuff like that. One of them for us was this critical spirit of just like, just stop, stop, <laughs> you know? And, um, and you gotta see when you get in his presence, you're, you're, you're big, you're so big. You are a giant, you know? Every single one of you, when we get in this room, we're big, we're big over this region. What we say matters, what we say, it carries a weight, everything. Um, we can, you know, when we go through the waiting period, I, I know when we were waiting for Isabel, it's like you can lose focus on, um, on and lose that tenacity in your faith. You can lose that fight, you know. And some of us have, have kind of gotten to the point where it's like, whatever, I'm just going to wait for you to walk in the door. But it's like, if we just focus on that he's already here, and he's already moving. And I want you to kind of catch the wave right now of just him being in position and he's here and he's moving. And all he wants is your heart. He can take care of the rest. He can take care of every obstacle, every, everything that comes against you, every need that you need, right? We're told not to worry. We're not, we're not to worry, we're just to rest. And that rest comes when you realize the freedom of his love. We do it in our own, one, thing, one way to know if you're doing it in your own strength, you're striving. I realized, um, going back to the testimony of the critical spirit, I wanted to highlight this. It jumped out at me. Um, you know, we, we're all different walks, right? We're all different things. And if we could just kind of understand that we're all in process and that it's okay and nobody's ever going to arrive, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we can put leaders, we can put churches on pedestals, we can put, you know, presidents on pedestals even and think that they need to be perfect. But he's like, you're all just babies, you know? <laughs> like, just enjoy it and, and just, um, and, don't, and don't get caught up in that. Nobody's gonna. If you if you think some if you put somebody at that point of of need of they've arrived and they're perfect and when they fail you put them on that pedestal they're gonna fall harder than what they need to um, in your mind right it may not affect them but you you it opens up the door to being like bitter and offended and and stuff like that I'm like we're human 
we're, we're, we're flesh. Like it just, it's going to happen. And so um, the grace, we need to capture hold of that and understand that, okay, it's all right. Just, you know, because what, what the enemy wants to do, he wants to divide and conquer. He wants you to get offended. He wants you to get bitter and offended and let down and, and all of that. And it's like, because you'd put all your mind and strength in, in them and in, in what they needed to do. And um, oh, what that church is doing compared to you and, and those sorts of things. It's multi-layered. Um, we need a true deliverance from, from doing things in our own mind and stepping into by his spirit. And, I, and it's funny because um, well, I, I feel deliverance is being led by that spirit, in, led by his spirit into freedom. Um, and it's, it's without it, like I said, we're just correcting behavior patterns. So one of the steps of that is repentance. And repentance is just so powerful in itself because um, it's a turning away from that. Like, okay, I'm not going to do this in my own strength. And it's turning, but you have to turn to God at the same time for that freedom. And the Aramaic even describes it as a concept of returning to God to unite with unity. So it's like if that sin or wrong thinking or whatever is is separating you from, from God, it's like then recognize it awake like that that when the angel came to Zechariah, you know why did you wake me up oh okay this is what you're doing okay so he's shining his lamp on and he's pouring his oil out because just like take it and just wash it over that area in your heart that needs healing um because we've got to run and not grow weary um stripping off every unnecessary weight If you, um, maybe, maybe you haven't been critical of other people, but maybe you've been your own worst critic. All right, how often do we start judging ourselves and criticizing, oh, I should have done that properly, and I, and I, I kind of let myself down here, and, and stuff like that. But if we capture that grace of like, oh, I'm just in process, okay. God, thank you for showing me that, you know, I slipped up in these areas, and, I'm, and I thank you that you've highlighted that, and then I get to partner in my faith and put the work in, right? Faith without works. I get to put the work in now and be like, okay, I remember you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you first and be led by your spirit. I'm not going to try and do things in my own time. I'm not going to try and force things to happen how I think they should happen because we just limit him and stuff. So we want to make room. We want to make room for him because um, we want him to move, right? So where are we at here? Okay. Let me just say this. John was the promise to Zachariah. And, um, and he carried, John carried a joy and a gladness and he was out in the wilderness and he was doing something that nobody had ever done up to that point and baptizing in, in water and calling people to repentance. He's in the wilderness, right? And he's getting people another step further in their process to being sanctified and holy with God. He, you know, Jesus, I don't, I don't know. But um, this is just what I feel, right? So he was, he was getting us a little bit closer to that point. And some of you have, have things that you've gone through and breakthroughs that you've had, and it doesn't matter if it's not the current one right now. The one that happened 20 years ago is powerful. Yes. 
that testimony from 20 years ago still carries authority and power to the situation you're facing now or the situation that somebody else's is facing. And you may feel even in a wilderness right now yourself, but there's, there's a river still inside of you of all of those moments and all of those testimonies. And there are people out there who are so isolated and feel like they're all alone going through what they're going through and thinking the way they're thinking and you have that river inside of you so like somebody's wilderness is waiting on your river to pour out and baptize them into a closer relationship with Jesus like we don't have to go out there and try and like go for the salvation every time but we we get to be a marker in that encounter for them to get to that place and we shouldn't be holding back until we think we're all together because that's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you know, we have a joke in our leadership about like, okay, we're going to get everything lined up and then do it. It's like, oh, no, because then it's in our strength and in our might and, and not led by his spirit. And we just got to start because you don't know what you've got. I don't know. I tend to be an internal processor. And then it's not until I start talking. I'm like, oh, okay, yes, now I'm seeing it all happen and stuff. But it's like you can remain internal and you're just going to end up busting at the seams and then it's like going to be a fire hydrant everywhere or something. You're going to have to control it. But I would, even I would even translate it to the parable of the talents, right? So if you, he's given us all authority, but there's an extra, I feel like, a weightiness. When you experience it and taste it for yourself, builds you faith and makes you more bigger, like more bigger, gosh. It makes you bigger in the spirit, right? So if you take that and you're like the third um, servant who buries it, you know, and you don't use it, because, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're believing that like the third servant, he was afraid of his master and worried he'd get it wrong because... He wouldn't be able to please him. Like God, we can, we please God just waking up in the morning when we go to sleep. I mean, we please him without doing anything. So um, if you hold on to it too tightly and you're afraid to share it, you, you're not a resource to those around you. And we need to pull on each other. We need to be in that community. If you start going down isolation and thinking you've got nothing to share and being your own worst critic, you're just being divided and separating from everybody around here who wants to love you and needs you and needs what you've been through. And um, so there's a grace right now to shift focus on ourselves and to look around and start recognizing, okay, I'm not perfect. So I shouldn't be expecting somebody else to come in and, and sort of do what I need them to do. Like, I can bring it. You guys bring it when you come in on a Sunday morning. You bring that expectation and you're partnering. I mean, we're starting to see the stirring right now. People are getting, you know, comfortable in their skin, so to speak, right where they're at, which is amazing. I want it to continue. Um, there's so much authority in this room. And if, you, if you're like, oh, I can't think of a victory right now, well, then think about Jesus on the cross. Because... Even I think in Hebrews it says, like, consider it all joy because at the end of the day, we weren't the ones that sweated blood carrying the sin. So regardless, like, we have to just be like, you know what? You, you suffered way more than I'm suffering right now. And it, it's a humbling, humbling thought for sure. So I'm going to skip this. I just want to encourage you that 
there are nations out there, and by nations I mean people groups. Like we're all called to the nations. It doesn't mean necessarily specifically a country on a map. It means a people group where the common point of interest is a nation. It's a it's a it's a, uh, a gathering of people with something in common, and you have something in common with them, and you have something and permission from God to impart that to them as well. And so um, we all vent stories, and we need to push through now and be okay with sharing where we're at. Um, so I'm, I just want to pray, um, and then I want us to listen to a song and, and, and sing this song. It's an, Actually, I found it like last night, and it's a new one, um, and I just think it's so for right now, because everything in my spirit is like, it's happening, and I just want you to catch that it's happening, and what he wants to do, and to be okay, and submit, in, and yield into the process of letting his grace, like, wash over everything, and just, um, and be okay, and don't be shameful, no condemnation, all of that, it's like, okay, thank you that you showed me, that, you know, and... <laughs> You know, you're like, ah, I'm naked. You know, like, ah, like you showed me. But it's okay, you know, like we're, we always try and like cover it up with all those fig leaves and that's not a good idea. So, um, okay, I'm going to pray. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for um, trusting us in this process. Thank you for um, bringing your move to this house, Lord. I thank you that we can always... Um, put you at the center of everything that you're doing here in this house and in this region, Lord. And we keep our eyes locked on you through the process, Jesus. Thank you that you are um, bringing self-reflection, Lord, without self-rejection, Jesus. We just, um, we just repent for being in a position of, of being critical and judgmental of what, of, and pointing the finger of where we think you should have done things better, God. And we're sorry for that. And we give you full control and we just surrender our hearts to you right now in an ability to just shine your lights and we won't be scared and um, but we will trust you in the process lord you're gentle in the way you do it and you have great freedom and 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 breakthrough for all of us this year and and not just someday but right now and and everything that you've just been building we don't despise the small things right now and so I just here's what I want us to do <laughs> I want us to picture that mountain and that's in front of us I want us to picture it and then I want to get in his presence so we're just going to get in his presence right now we just thank you Lord that you are here and we just stir it up on the inside right now and we just picture ourselves we're so big so big in your presence that that mountain now looks like a molehill like you are so big in your presence in your presence God we're so big that that mountain is now a molehill and we just shout over it we shout grace not grace grace but grace yes. grace to go over that mountain grace to step over that molehill lord in the spirit i mean <laughs> and it's not just one but now you start running you just start running because they're all just little molehills lord because you're a big god and you make us big in the spirit too we thank you Jesus that you just stir in that ability just and that authority in us to just to shout over our enemies Lord and not from a position of petitioning like oh Jesus please we have no but it's like just shout over him like I have the Lord of hosts behind me and I'm gonna shout at that enemy right now and say you be gone in Jesus name and you are a molehill and I'm gonna step right over you Okay, you picture that game when you're like bopping the heads. Yes. <laughs> That's what you gotta do right now.
Lord, we thank you. So we're going to watch. Um, we're gonna...